We thank you for this glorious, beautiful day that you've given us, filled with possibilities, filled with things that are being transformed before our eyes. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that in this message, our minds and hearts will be transformed by your Holy Spirit, that we may become more perfect instruments of your grace and peace in your world. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good morning. I'm going to um, spare you the weather report again. realize I've had a habit of doing that in recent weeks. If you don't know that it's hot out there, then heaven help you. You don't need me to tell you that. And I'm, nevertheless, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we have the warm days, but it, it got so warm on Tuesday that I decided not to work in my office right up there in the balcony because guess where all the heat goes? Right there. But, and so I went to a somewhat cooler place in my home with fresh air. I have my physical limits, and I finally hit them on Tuesday. It doesn't happen too often, even in the dead of winter. And I'm glad I, I did that. It gave me a chance to get a, a fresh perspective on things. But before I headed home to Tuesday to a tall glass of cool water and a nice fan in a shady room... I came to the sanctuary here to pray, like I almost always do, and as I was finishing, I heard a loud knock on the door. And I opened the door. And there was a small old man at the door. And I said hello to him once before on the street, so he wasn't a complete stranger, and so I, I was glad to see him again. And he was carrying a colorful umbrella to keep the sun away on that hot day. And he stood up only halfway straight, so the umbrella kind of went like that. And he spoke with a heavy accent. And after I spoke with his son, I learned that he is from Bangladesh. And this man, who I'll call Sam, was looking for work. And Sam explained to me that he was old and he was poor and he wanted a job. And I told him that I didn't have any work for him just at that moment, but I promised that I would pray and that I would try to find some help. And I am and I will. And I hope that I can help him soon. I hope that I can help so many of the poor and challenged people right here in our community and in our world who approach our church every day for help, looking for daily bread, knocking on our door. The world's crying out for us to look and act like Jesus as God's church in Christ. Amen? Like Sam, the world is literally knocking loudly at the door of Christian faith, expecting Jesus to come and answer the door. And who's going to answer that knock? Who is going to answer that knock? We heard about that last week, didn't we? Jesus is already knocking on the doors of our hearts. And as God's church in Christ, the world expects us to be like Jesus in Jesus. Amen? And sharing Jesus for their sake and our sake so that the, God's joy may rule over every single person on God's earth. Now, I've been told that I can preach pretty good, but anyone can preach as good as me. And honestly, I can't disagree with that, really. 
No one's going to go to heaven and hear from Jesus. You know, you heard John Blossom preach. Get on in here. You must be really great. That just doesn't happen, right? I, I know that my words will not make God's joy rule on earth, even if they encourage it. The only thing that brings God's joy to God's earth is God and people changed by God who serve God's joy to the world in Christ. If you're not receiving Christ and reflecting Christ in Christ as part of the global body of Christ, helping God's world to find God's joy in Christ, then words of faith are just sweet sprinkles on top of your life. Not a life changed by Christ. It's talk about change, but not real change. What in your life is changing to invite God's joy? My sermon series this summer is titled Set Free by God for Joy, right? And you've been invited by these sermons to consider all sorts of things that can set us free to really live in the joy that God offers us in Jesus Christ. God offers us joy in things that don't really sound like sweet sprinkles on an ice cream cone sometimes, but that are really needed to find eternal joy in this world of ours. Unity, commitment, focus, trust, these are tools of Christian discipleship we've been talking about that help us to find and share God's joy. But if these are just sprinkles words, if these are just words that stick to us long enough to make us feel happy about ourselves for a while, then we really don't have Christian discipleship focused on God's joy that brings Christ to life. Amen? This is why simply feeling happy at worship really doesn't grow God's church in Christ. This is why treating faith like a special flavor of self-help wisdom from a guru named Jesus doesn't really help grow God's church in Christ. This is why fellowship in and of itself in a church, as rewarding as it can be, doesn't really grow God's church in Christ. The only thing that grows the joy of God in Christ is to allow God to change who we are and to help God's world grow into the image of God, Jesus, our Christ. And if nothing changes, then nothing changes. We're as good as dead. Just another consumer of stuff worried about our fair share before our bank accounts turn to an inevitable zero. We all want to have God's joy, amen? But God's joy is not really about what the human world wants joy to be. The world's focused on one thing and one thing only. You owe me. Give me what I want. And Jesus saw this same attitude in his life on earth. In Luke's gospel today, after offering people the Lord's prayer, the greatest gift for finding God's joy in humble prayer, Jesus encounters a man who wants Jesus to tell his brother that he should have his fair share of their inheritance. Inheritances were 
not very fair by default in those days. The oldest son got pretty much everything. And maybe if the oldest son was fair, the other family members might get a modest share of property or livestock or money. And Jesus was obviously in no mood to deal with this person's you owe me anger and greed. God wants us to treat the world fairly and justly, but God is not Judge Judy. Amen? God's not the kind of judge who will account for dollars or land or the desires of humans as justice the way that we do. Jesus Christ, our God, the judge of all our lives, puts one thing in the balance when we're judged by God. Our heart and what we did with it. Give us this day our daily bread, Jesus. Not as in, Jesse. Give me that huge, yummy loaf of artisanal, handcrafted bread. Or give me all the bread I can eat because you love me no matter what. Right, Jesus? No. As in, give me the Jesus that I need for today. I know that I will need more Jesus in me tomorrow. And I'll be back, Jesus, to ask for more for the sake of God's joy, even when it seems so tiny in this world. We're living on borrowed time, waiting for the judgment of Jesus in our hearts. And we have a limited time to change our hearts, to be fed and shaped first and foremost by Jesus for the sake of the joy of our God that we love. And God's world needs it so very much. Today, more than ever, the whole world looks for God's joy on borrowed time. On this past Monday, July 29th, the world observed what is called Earth Earth Overshoot Day. And that's a day on which our use of the world's resources exceeds the earth's ability to restore them in a year. That means for nearly half of the year now, humans are living on borrowed resources that God's earth cannot replace. In 1970, nearly 50 years ago, when Earth Overshoot Day was first observed, guess what the tipping point day was? December 29th. 50 years, we're almost halfway done with the earth. Jesus was right. The math of you owe me will never add up to justice or joy. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Let me say that again. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Jesus knocks on the doors of our hearts, not just to let us know that we're loved, but to let us know that we are loved enough for us to give up the insane things in our lives that hurt us and others in God's world. What Jesus wants to change is our hearts. What Jesus wants to change is what our hearts look to for joy and peace and justice and hope and everlasting life 
in this world of God's creation. And the living God has come to us in Jesus and continues to appear to us as Jesus Christ whenever hearts are changed by God and God's Holy Spirit. We're just humans. And I thank everybody here who tries to be the best human they can be. God's change in Christ needs our dedication to Christian discipleship for us to receive the daily bread that is the joy of God in Jesus Christ. This Sunday, by the grace of God's Holy Spirit, Jesus is offering us the presence of God at this table of communion and on fermented wine along with the bread. Jesus poured himself out for us in God's world on a cross of hate and condemnation because the world's fear of joy can't keep God from coming back in Jesus. Jesus offers this, the life and blood of Christ not just for feeding us Christ, but changing how we live in Christ. And so when you eat that modest little piece of bread that I press into your hand, the way that nails were pressed into the hands of Jesus for our sake and our salvation, hold on to the words that Jesus gave us at his last supper when he first offered this meal to his followers. Do this in remembrance of me. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And Jesus won't stand for hearts unchanged by God. Let Jesus change your heart today and every day and be the strength of God that changes us into a morsel of Christ, bound together with billions of people around the world as the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Change what your heart looks for to find God's joy. You are freed by God through faith in Jesus Christ to do this today and every day in the remembrance of the one who is our Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our hymn of response is more... Please be seated. It's time now for the prayers of the people. Time when we lift up our joys and concerns that people have provided with us. We pray especially this Sunday for Jeff Tatro, who is home recovering for surgery from cancer. He's a friend of Jen Desjardins. Please hold Jeff Tatro in your prayers. We pray for Gracie, the granddaughter of Jen and Tom Thede, who has been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's a nasty one. We pray for their family and knowing what Jan and Tom have been through with their health the last couple of years, I can only imagine how this weighs on their hearts. We also pray for people from our community. This one's a little bit older that I happened to pull out. I hope that everyone has a good Christmas. I guess we can keep on praying that all year, can't we? Even in August. And we pray for the souls of people who have been gunned down across this nation. In just the past week, I have lost count 
of how many mass shootings there have been. We have um, Gilroy, we have Thousand Oaks, we have um, <laughs> the, the new one at, at Walmart. Dayton, Ohio this morning as well, eight people. It goes on and on. We have a right to have our hearts break. And we have the privilege to know that Jesus is with there in our hearts when it does break. We are not alone. And may peace and justice reign in every single heart in this nation and in God's world. Let's pray together. Loving God, you want us to be more like you. We thank you for this blessed community in Christ who earnestly desires to be more like you. We thank you for Christians around the world who are coming together on this Sunday to try to be more like you. And dear Lord, forgive us, bless you, every single time that we fall short of being more like you. And help us to be grateful and thankful that your love envelops us like a warm summer day every time we see hearts go cold or that our heart is broken. Yet the warmth of your love will never, ever, ever give up on us. And we pray that it will never give up on your world and everybody who we love and even those who we are challenged to love. Guide us and strengthen us all together as your people in Christ. And help us to be your change, first in our hearts and then in your world. Amen. We thank you for your generous love that brings you here today. No matter where your hearts are, you're in the house where Jesus has a heart. And to help us celebrate that, we present now our tithes and offerings to the glory of God's love in God's world, that we may help God to change hearts. for a blessed and holy and joyful worship. We go out of this place with a charge to keep. We just don't talk, we get ready to walk. Let's say this together, please. 
Change our hearts in Jesus, God. Change what our hearts long for in Jesus, God. Help us to change your world to find your joy here in Jesus, God. Praise to our God who will give us what we need to do this every day. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us, but not too much sun, and be gracious upon us. And may the Lord lift up God's countenance upon us and grant us God's peace now and forever. And may the people loved by God say, Amen. Have a blessed day.